Wisani, welcome. So if you could just talk us through it briefly. Yes, Sakina, uh, it was yet another brief uh, appearance by Sibuso Chavalala. But one significant thing that happened the last time we were in court, we were expecting uh, that the matter might be transferred to the High Court for trial. So what was revealed on the day is that uh, the state and uh, Chavalala's defense have reached an agreement that the matter will have to be finalized in the local court, the Denisha Magistrates Court. It will not be taken to the High Court for trial. And one other thing uh, that, that has been happening behind the scenes is that uh, Chavalala's defense has been engaging with the state uh, discussing a possible plea bargain and what we we, we learned today is that um, those discussions are still ongoing however the state appears to be amenable to to, to a plea agreement so what that would mean is that uh, the charge of murder would then fall off and he would plead guilty to a charge of capable homicide so a uh, decision hasn't yet been reached in this regard? No, the decision has not been taken. Uh, that is expected to happen on the 11th of uh, of next month. However, the magistrate kept on emphasizing, even the last time when he appeared on the 16th of last month, uh, she, 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 she indicated that she was hoping today the matter would be finalized. And even today she expressed the same sentiments that on the 11th she hopes the matter will be finalized. And what we expect, uh, provided there is an agreement, between the state and the defense is that um, the charge will be changed to culpable homicide, he will plead guilty, and then a suspended sentence will follow. So in other words, uh, the state feels that even though uh, there is culpability on the part of Mr. Shabalala, uh, there is actually also a case to be made for leniency. Yes, that is uh, underlined in the fact that the matter has not gone for trial. So they are holding discussions, you know, to 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 avoid the back and forth. So if the state felt that, um, you know, he he was guilty of murder, they would have insisted that the matter must go for trial, must go to the high court. But the fact that they are discussing and they seem amenable to a plea bargain, a plea agreement, uh, that that shows that while well, he must accept some responsibility, and then um, he, he will get a, a suitable sentence. And uh, what was Mr. Shabalala's demeanor like today? He was a bit difficult to read. Uh, mostly when we, we, we arrive, he'll come up from the holding cells, but we were inside the courtroom and he came from outside um, and you, you could only see his back, but he appeared a bit relaxed considering that, you know, the, the, the first few appearances were, were very emotional, but I mean, he looked a bit relaxed, um, clean shaven, wearing a light uh, brown leather jacket and yeah, but uh, afterwards he didn't exit the same way he went down the holding cells so there wasn't even a chance to 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 examine how he looked or how we feel how we felt about the whole thing Sani Makubele appreciated our reporter who has been following and will continue to follow this particular case for us. And um, in, in, in 20, uh, 2004, as I was saying earlier, National Prosecuting Authority actually declined uh, to charge former rugby player uh, Rudy Fleisfasahi on what was said were humanitarian grounds. Now, it believed that he had suffered enough punishment after he too shot and killed his 19-year-old daughter thinking that she was a car uh, thief. And earlier I spoke to former prosecutor and practicing attorney Marius Dutoy from Dutoy Attorneys, and this is what he had to say. When you don't talk about a person intentionally killing his child, when you talk about a person that was negligent in the circumstances, then often what you would find is that the state 
would be extremely lenient in the way they deal with it because typically speaking, you would say that a father or mother has already been um, prejudiced and they would have suffered harm by just having to endure the trauma of having killed their child. I remember back in the day I had, when I was prosecuting, we had a father that um, drove, I think it was under the influence of liquor and, and he killed his whole family. And um, and as a result, we also, you know, after speaking to the DPP, we didn't prosecute any person. And it's just because the trauma and the suffering that that person has to endure for what he has done is a lifelong sentence. But when you deal with these matters, of course, you know, if you if you remove the situation that it's the father that killed his child in this, in, in in the scenario, then of course the person is in trouble. I mean, there's an authority where a person was, you know, there were burglars. Um, and then he saw the people in his property and he shot through the one window. And the SCA found him guilty of murder in those circumstances. Uh, there are instances where a person discharged a volley of shots like we had with Oscar Riva and he was convicted of murder. So the circumstances, of course, could dictate that the person still be prosecuted. And if he's prosecuted, then, of course, um, you know, it could still result in a, in a jail term. But generally speaking, that the DPP is very mindful of the fact that if you unfortunately kill your child, and it's something that you can see was not like I planned it and I executed a plan, it was really a, a massive mistake, let's call it that, then they would bend backwards to try and accommodate you. But yep. it doesn't justify what happened. At the end of the day, what, what, what Rudy Fasaghi did is he killed his daughter in circumstances which cannot be justified. And the same with his father who sat in his car from Enidale and shot his child who came to his, his window. Absolutely, Marius. And, and, and just looking back at uh, what was said during the Fasahi case, um, uh, it was actually argued that there's no doubt that Fasahi uh, was culpable. His culpability in the matter could be argued successfully in court, uh, but there was a belief that justice wouldn't ultimately be served by doing so. Yeah, you can imagine. I mean, irrespective of the sentence you impose on this person, you would, for the rest of his life, suffer with the consequences. I mean, if we look at the, the Ellen Apakis matter in Cape Town, I mean, this instance, we talk about a parent that strangled a child in circumstances where the child, you know, was abusive towards the parent and there was a lifelong drug abuse and so on. And those circumstances were different because it was an intentional crime that they found that they decided to prosecute. And of course, you didn't go to jail. But, you know, at the end of the day, because of the nature of the crime, the fact that the child was strangled justified the fact that you have to prosecute the child. But in this instance, the Innerdale father, you can clearly see in the circumstances, although there is no doubt about the culpability of the act of the father. And the father should rightly not have a firearm. Should You should declare unfit to possess a firearm, because if that's what happens, I mean, who else is going to be killed? So it's obvious in the circumstances that, you know, these culpability cannot even be debated. The only question is here whether one should prosecute based on humane reasons and whether you should perhaps reconsider your prosecution uh, based on that. So let's look at that, and and, and especially with a holistic view to the precedent-setting cases that you've just mentioned. Mm. Well, if if you look at the Oscar matter for for argument's sake, the interesting thing was, I mean, that's of course what Oscar and them said as well. I mean, this was the biggest mistake of his life. But the difference here was the fact that he fired four shots deliberately through a door. I mean, we're not talking here about a person that fired one shot. There's a number of shots that were fired. 
Number two, we're dealing here with a, with a scenario which the state believes was not the truth. I mean, remember, the state went with the, with the scenario in Oscar's matter that there was a family feud, that there was a fight between him and Riva, and there were extra blows heard by the neighbors and screaming and stuff like that. So the state believed that they had sufficient evidence to justify an inference that this wasn't this big mistake, as Oscar believed. And the court ultimately rejected his version to say, well, listen, you know, you you foresaw the possibility that there was a, a young person or a person down the door, and you proceeded by firing four shots, and that's murder. But in these circumstances, you have a person that discharges one shot, kills his daughter in the car, or you have a person that uh, discharges a shot to his child who tries to open the door of his of his of his car. And perhaps, you know, the sad thing is, like you know, these things are it's an indictment to our society. It's just where we are. The fact that we are all part and parcel of this crime-ridden society, and that sometimes means that people do stupid things because we are confronted with something that we ought never be confronted with.